Welcome, everybody, to the Mindful You podcast. My name is Alan Carroll, and I am your host as we travel together down the path of mindfulness in order to develop that power within ourselves. And there's many different paths, and many different people have many different ways that they achieve this mindful state of consciousness. And today's guest, Kitty Andrews, has a very unique way, but very, very practical. I've been practicing her technique for 50 years, and it's just, it works. It works. To be able to get your physical environment, your mental surroundings under your control through the process of decluttering. So today's podcast, we're going to focus on what is decluttering and how can we begin to declutter our own reality in which we live to free up our thoughts, to allow us to achieve a more powerful and clear state of consciousness, which will we call mindfulness. So please welcome to today's Mindful You podcast, Kitty Andrews. Thank you, Kitty. Kitty, welcome to the Mindful You podcast. I'm excited to have you on today, and I'm excited about the topic that you're going to be talking about. So I want to really just, I want to welcome you, and thank you very much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Alan. Pleasure to see you again. Thank you. One of the words that captured my attention that you use that I would call your vertical expertise is a word called decluttering. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd like you to share with us a little bit about what that means and also the, the fun trip you might have gotten from the discovery of decluttering as something of value what was the journey that led that led you there and a little bit of your of your background? And, uh, the, yes, <laughs> I'm processing two different questions there. Um, uh, well, what I do is I help people to declutter their space and their brain so that they can focus on being profitably productive and getting the right things done. Now, that sounds very cut and dried, but what invariably happens when I work with clients is they come to me with physical the physical clutter woes like the they don't know where to start or uh it's just too much it's too overwhelming 30 years of of um accumulation in a basement or uh your late mother's papers or just just anything and it just it just gets to be too much and what happens is invariably they as we start to clear the physical clutter um the 
the other four pillars of life, your heart, your health, your habits, and your head, hence my company named Declutter the Brain, um, these other areas start to come come into play. Now, you, you asked a bit about my journey, and I've, I've been um, pretty much a, a natural organizer type person. I like I like things to be in their place because I'm ADHD and I need to be able to know where to find things so that I don't have that mental moment of frustration, which can kind of throw you throw your entire hour off, day off, month off. So I I need to stay reasonably organized and um, I've helped people do that for a long time. Like my first job was a file clerk and I was promoted to, and um, remember back in the, in the days of offices and paper files. Uh, <laughs> I do. And, uh, and I was promoted to the accounting department. And a couple months later, a lady came from where I used to file and she said, would you consider coming and working for us part-time because we can't find anything anymore. We're, uh, we're, you were the best we ever had. And to me, it seems very simple, A, B, C, D, and then, you know, subsections of that, but it, it doesn't come to everybody. So I've noticed over the years, fast forward to a restaurant, to a long restaurant career, where I was always voted the one to go clean out the walk-in fridge because I tell you, at the end, Helen, at the end of the, uh, their shift, cooks just throw everything into the fridge, willy and nilly, and they do, <laughs> they don't care. And eventually, you can't find the yogurt. I like to be able to find the yogurt. Waitresses, when you've got a full section, you want to be able to find the yogurt so um so i've always had a talent and uh not not quite an obsession but pretty close to being able to find things now factor in adhders also need to be able to see we often say well i need to be able to see it so I remember that it's there, but if things are, are in their proper place at all times, then that turns into a good thing. Now, most of my clients coming back to the five pillars, if 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 you don't mind to illustrate a point. Absolutely. Am I being clear? Am I being clear so far? Right. I wanted to, uh, Kitty, go into the five pillars because the five pillars, I got, I got the home, I got the heart, I got the head, I got the health, and the fifth one? Habits. Habit, H-A-B-I-T, right? You bet. Oh, okay, because because I bet they, they they sound like they sound like benefits to me when you mm -hmm. when you talk about decluttering. So what do you get out of decluttering? And I I suspect that that they lead to improving the five pillars. Is that true? Absolutely. I actually I've been credited, to my knowledge, by saving three marriages and ending an abusive marriage. Wow. Now, my best way of of illustrating how how it can affect how clutter can affect the five pillars is with a client. So I'd love to share with you that story of Sarah in Ohio who does sure. not mind she she has just always been the perfect example of 
But yeah, all all five pillars. Most of my clients, by the way, have been with me over three years. Why? Because decluttering is not one and done. We keep finding more things to declutter. So allow me to illustrate. Sarah came to me along with these other clients. Uh, uh, we started a group program together, and she had the usual physical clutter. Uh, the, she never, Sarah never met a hobby that she didn't like. And the evidence of it was all over, all over the house. And then the, the sun porch where you're walking, where you're walking into your home, a, um, there was kind of a path to walk through. Like it was, it was chock-a-block. Wow. Of stuff. Wow. So so that's all very well and good. And we used my one system to help uh, to to start to clear the clutter. We started with the entrance and then um, uh, moved to another room and then another room. And that's how I do things is sequentially. And uh, a funny thing happened about two months into our working together. She said she just popped up out of the blue, out of nowhere, in the middle of a consultation saying, you know, I have decided that I'm going to take up that fitness program that I have been meaning to do for years. Now, I was reasonably new. Uh, I was two years into declutter coaching at that point. So I didn't really think that uh, it didn't really hit me. And, um, oh, okay, good. You're doing a fitness program. Good good for you. By the way, I'm proud to say that she is still at it. She has kept that fitness program. This is where you get into the habits part. Okay, so we've covered the health. We've covered the habits. She got herself a personal trainer. She, um, uh, a, a nutritionist everything that she needed. And this lady is so dedicated that one time her her regular vehicle broke down and she drove the family tractor to the gym. <laughs> that is how habitual she became. 10.30 Eastern, I'll tell you, there, there she was going. And so, so you've got your health and your habits. Now, a little while later, maybe about a month later, she said, you know, my husband said something to me the other day that I'm not really sure that I liked. And she told me what it was, and it wasn't so bad, Alan. It was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't great, but it wasn't abusive. And I said, oh, interesting. Again, not really thinking too much of it at the time. But I said, has he said this kind of thing to you before? And she stopped and she thought about it. And she says, you know, come to think of it, he's been saying that kind of thing to me for the 25 years of our marriage. Ah, all right. She's one of the marriages I'm credited with, with saving. Um, she, and first she got angry and it took, it took a few months of working on this and as, as the layers of the onion with that when you're doing physical decluttering the layers of the onion seem to kind of peel back and clarity emerges and you start to see things that you didn't notice before like the, her husband's uh 
snarky, for lack of a better word. Um, gently snarky. If you can be gently snarky, uh, gently snarky comments um, and not even noticing them and now saying, whoa, hang on a minute now. That that wasn't very nice. And she started noticing it and I she confronted him. And of course, that escalated. So we worked on how she could address it gently. And that that actually turned out really, really well. For um, it, it brought Dale, Dale Carnegie into action about the right thing to say, the right thing to handle, and the right way to handle things. So what have we gotten now? We've gotten our habits, we've gotten our health, we've gotten our um, uh, heart, meaning relationships. And then you've got your head. I mentioned before that she's never met a craft that she didn't like. I like honest to God. And and she's a DIYer. The the there's nothing this woman cannot do with her hands. And she's five two and full of spunk. She could do anything, but one of her one of her passions was stained glass art. Like mm. actually making stained glass art, which I revere. And uh, she dabbled in this, she dabbled you know, during our time together. She had always dabbled in everything. Again, being a real ADHD or many, many varied interests. And she um, put everything kind of on hold for a while. Well, about a year ago, the passion she, she uh, she just started to really realize that she wanted to stick with one. Notice I said the one system before. Okay, well, one is one of my keywords at Declutter the Brain. She decided to take my advice and stick with one craft and see if she could make some money at it, whether that be knitting or crocheting or painting or pick a craft, Alan. <laughs> you know? And she said, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go with the stained glass. I am over the moon proud to report that about two months ago, she accepted her first deposit on her, her first commissioned work of art. Wow. What I didn't know until just recently is she accepted a commission on a second piece of art. Now, I asked her, this may sound all very random, but I don't believe that. And I don't think you would believe it either because of your field of expertise and in the, you know, the metaphysics, the, the, the universe, the it's not exactly what you see kind of thing. Would you agree? I agree. Well, I believe that the universe opened up for her because of her physical decluttering. Is her place perfect now? No, it isn't. But it's she can get it right back to perfect in an, in in one day because she has the skills to do so, the skills and the mindset to do so. But um, yeah, I asked her after the first commission. I said, "Do you think that you would have been able to do this before we started?" And it was a resounding hell no, no, no. I, I wouldn't have even considered it. 
I wouldn't have thought myself good enough. I, I, you know, I just, I wouldn't have thought of it, even dreamed of the possibility. So that I believe is the the power of decluttering. And uh, most of my clients, well, they're usually over 40. When you're in your 40s, I, I find that people are in kind of a transition. They're, they've, they're, they're saying, is this all there is? You know that old song, is that all there is? All right, well, you start looking for more. You start, maybe you're going through a divorce. Maybe you're going through a job transition. You're not sure you want to do corporate anymore. If I would say every single one of my clients, except one who was 30, has been, they come to me with the physical clutter, but invariably they're looking for a change of their life. In fact, one of these three-year clients just two weeks ago told me, you know, I've hated my job for a long time. Oh, what would you rather do? She's a, she's um, a pharmaceutical researcher. I would work with animal psychology. What? (laughs) And this was after a recent decluttering stint because she and I, you know, she'll take a break for a while and and for a month or two and then come back. And we did a bunch of decluttering. (laughs) All of a sudden, she wants to be an animal psychologist, which she had gone to school for kind of thing. That is what I'm trying to talk about is your eyes become opened as the physical clutter clears the uh, clarity in everything else um, emerges. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. An image comes to my mind of a window. And on the window, you, you're inside the house and you're looking out through the window. And the window looks out over a beautiful garden. Mm-hmm and flowers and green and birds flying around even some blue sky with white puffy clouds yet when you look through the window the window has dirt on it Mm. and uh, a film built up over years film and and you're sort of used to looking at the world through that window and that's the way the world is and then someone comes with a a rag and some Windex and says, why don't we try to remove some of that clutter, which you didn't even know was there. Mm-hmm. And as you remove the clutter, all of a sudden the film has disappeared and the clarity of what you now are able to perceive in your mind's eye gets better and better and better. And so I'm a, I'm, I'm a, a believer of the, what you do in the physical world has some connection to changes in the metaphysical world. And to share a story, when I left the job I had working at a computer store and I didn't have the next stepping stone, didn't have the next job. And I remember my body was shaking and I, I knew it was shaking because I went down to the golfing driving range and I couldn't hit a ball. My body was just couldn't hit the ball. So I went home and cleaned my house, 
cleaned my uh, uh, the 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 cabinet door drawers in the kitchen, uh, the 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 the, the ditty drawer that had all that junk you put into that drawer yeah. in, in, in your kitchen. <laughs> um, and uh, it, it's like a it it was under my control. I didn't know yes. about the next stepping stone, but my home is under my control. And I found that 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 is correlates exactly to what yes. to what you're saying. Um, and I would you know and shortly thereafter, but, but the universe opens up and a job appears. And so yeah. I'm, I'm uh, and then it leads to a career and it leads to the podcast and it's, uh, it, has, it has a lot to do with a practice, a practice, ongoing practice to maintain a sense of integrity to your physical world. Um, and so what I hear you talking about is cleaning the windows and maintaining a sense of integrity uh, so you are more balanced as you're sailing through or sailing along the river. That's it's my, funny. it's my answer to your question. How, how did that do? That was awesome. And it's funny that you mentioned windows um, and the, uh, the, you, yeah, the correlation, because I did, I moved into my new home uh, beginning of May and it brand brand new construction and i did the everything was done for me when i moved in but windows get dirty and i noticed myself just kind of feeling saggy you know just not not lemony fresh if you if you will just and i said to myself by the end of this weekend i am going to clean the glass in the home, that being the the mirrors. I didn't clean all of the windows because there are a lot of them, but I pinpointed three or four glass items and the patio door. By the way, patio doors are very, very, for your listeners, very important to keep clean because they are the window to the world. You want them to be clean. And I'll tell you what, uh, oh, what a difference to be able to wake up on Monday and everything was just sparkling. And what a nice way to start and to start the week and maintain. So I vowed that, that I would keep them clean. And I've done this before. It's, it's just amazing what, what a different and what a difference it can make. And it doesn't, take that long just some windex and a squeegee and bob's your uncle <laughs> or george or john sure. yeah sure. <laughs> wow let's before we before we end I'd, I'd like to have you take a look at some of the practical things that mm -hmm. people can do and you and you mentioned one already which is a one at a time rather than the whole house let's do the drawer it's kind of a thing uh, so share with us some of the things that people could could do to 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 taste this water or this wine of my, of of declutter decluttering. All right, thank you. Uh, well, the one system is in this. This will break down, so so bear with me. The one system is one room at a time, one area of that room at a time, and one thing at a time. And the idea of all of that is to reduce the overwhelm that people experience with 
clutter. So they feel like they have to do everything at once. Well, I'll tell you what, Ellen, if you're, uh, unless your magic wand is better than mine, it's not going to happen. It didn't accumulate overnight. It's not going to go away overnight. So cut yourself some slack. That's usually the lines that I close with, but I've given it to you early. And pick the smallest room in your home. The, this is where we get into the handy tips because I won't go into the whole system. I'll just take a smattering. Uh, pick the smallest room in your house as opposed to the 30 years, the, the basement with 30 years of Christmas decorations. Don't do that to yourself. Pick the smallest room and preferably the closet in that smallest room, usually a spare bedroom, so that you can build your momentum. Build your confidence. Pick one area in that room so that you can see that momentum as opposed to bouncing from place to place to place and really get like multitasking, really getting nothing done. And if you tackle one thing at a time, is it tedious? Yes, it is. Is it time consuming? Yes, it can be at the start. But is it also the number one way that you can um, stay decluttered for life? Yes, it is. The reason for this is you're training your brain to not to what you need and what you don't need. And if if you don't mind, I'd love to share a 90 second story with you. Please do. Please do. All right. My very, very first client hired me. She had a big L-shaped desk full of just six inches worth of paper. You could not see the top of the desk, six, eight inches paper, maybe. Um, and she needed to do this so she could hire an assistant to come in and help her. But she said, they, they won't know what to do here. So we start. And my first client, mind you, and I said, okay, well, what's, what's this first piece of paper here? And she looked at me like I was from Venus and said, we are not going through all this one by one. Well, she relented. <laughs> so I didn't know what else to do. Within five minutes, she starts flying through these papers. This is why I say it gets faster. Flying through these papers saying, I do not need utility bills. I can get them online. My accountant doesn't need my bank statements online. So she was training her brain to see other options as opposed to paper. Here's the kicker. Trade magazines. She would buy them religiously every couple of weeks. And she threw away 50, 60 bucks worth of them. They were eight bucks a pop. And she had never read them. She reports, I don't know, two or three weeks later after that, Kitty, I was in the store. My arm automatically reached for that magazine. Now I'm like, wait a minute now. I just threw away a whole bunch of these. I'll buy one every couple months. See, training the brain right, to right. stop bringing in clutter. Yeah. Uh, so if you take your time for for your audience, if you take your time and just – do it slowly and methodically. Yes, I'm impatient too, but it will work. It really does work. I agree. I agree. I've I've been practicing cleaning the cleaning the window for a long, long, long time, and it really gives you <laughs> a feeling of a feeling of of a, a lightness. Mm-hmm. The analogy would be a, a gondola on a hot air balloon. You want to get higher. You want to reach for the sky. You, you want to have more energy. Well, how do you 
make a gondola go up? Well, one of the ways is you throw the ballast off, throw the gunk off, throw the clutter off, throw the weight mm-hmm. off, and it will rise. And so as you describe the five pillars, it's like you can visualize a a, a hot air balloon just rising and rising as you declutter the, the gondola. So I want to thank you very much for sharing your wisdom with our with our guest and our audience on the Mindful You podcast. And for folks who'd like to reach out and connect with you, Kitty, how would be the best way to do that? The best way is to go to declutterthebrain.com. And uh, I have um, seven seven easy steps to conquer your physical and mental clutter as my gift to your audience. Uh, And um, (laughs) sorry, we had a technical difficulty there. Um, And my contact information is there. I'm also available, Kitty Andrews, on on every. almost every social platform except TikTok. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Kitty. It's wonderful hearing your words of wisdom for our guests. Thank you very much for being on the Mindful You podcast. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. And please catch us on the next great episode of the Mindful You podcast. And please share us with your friends and fellow travelers on the path.